0: well good evening Um, we have children's ministry Susan and Naomi will be more than happy to take the kids and have kids church with them if you're new here welcome welcome. perfect if any teens want to help you're more than welcome to help if you're new here tonight welcome we welcome you to West Church on the beach Um, there's an awesome code on the back of your song list. You can scan that with your phone and you will get updates on where we are at and what we are doing. Um, so if you're in town and you want to know what's going on, that's the way to stay in touch. I'll introduce myself again. I'm Josiah Hart. Um, I have been friends with Brian and Lynn since Bible college. So since I was 18, I'm 42 now. Uh, we've been friends for a long time. Um, I am currently praying about, I don't know how much this is on the open air. Um, Let's put it this way, it doesn't matter. I am currently praying about coming down and joining the church and being with you all. Um, And that is why I'm down here this week um, without my wife, who's back home in Colorado. Um, We figured if we both showed up, some flags would be going up and work would be a little difficult. So trying to keep that on a download just for a little bit longer. Um, But I'm blessed to be down here and and so happy to be with you guys this evening. If you have your Bibles, we're going to continue in Colossians, kind of right where um, Brian taught last week. So right where Brian left off. And I've been following along with you all on... um, Spotify and everything else that it gets uploaded on and it's been amazing. I love the book of Colossians. It's been neat to see Paul's heart for a group of people that he never ever met, right? Here's, here's a group of people in Colossian, and they, Colossian. They were a group of believers and a group of Gentile believers and Paul had never been to them. And he heard about their faithfulness and their love for Christ and their zeal. And he writes this letter to encourage them. He writes this letter to to help them out with some of the issues that they were having. Because what's happening is we've got a lot of Jews coming in. And they are now trying to tell this group of believers, these Gentile believers that have accepted Christ under the grace and and the forgiveness of sins by the blood of the Lord and they're free from the law and now we've got these people coming in stooping in and kind of saying hey you know to be a better Christian you have to do this and if you would just do this then you're going to be a little bit more holy and Paul's been kind of correcting some of those heresies that have been coming in but before we get into scriptures tonight let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this evening. I thank you for holding back the rain and giving us an amazing time here being able to meet on the beach. Lord, I thank you that you meet us and it's all about our relationship with you. Would you fill us with your spirit and would you speak mightily through your word tonight? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to read the portions of scriptures that we're going to be in. We're going to be in Colossians chapter 2. And I'll start in verse 11. We're going to read to the end of the chapter, and I promise you we will get through it. Starting in verse 11, it says, In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not done with hands by putting off the body of flesh. In the circumcision of the Messiah, having been buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him and forgave us all our trespasses. He erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us and has taken it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly. He triumphed over them by him. Therefore, Do not let anyone judge you in regard to food and drink or in the matter of a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is the Messiah. Let no one disqualify you insisting on ascetic practices and the worship of angels, claiming access to a visionary realm and inflate it without cause by his fleshly mind. He doesn't hold on to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and held together by its ligaments and tendons, developed with growth from God. If you died with Christ to the elemental forces of this world, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to regulations? Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. All these regulations refer to what is destroyed by being used up. They are are human commands and doctrines. Although these have a reputation of wisdom by promoting ascetic practices, humility, and severe treatment of the body, they are not of any value against fleshly indulgences. If you were here last week, you heard Pastor Brian talk about the value we have in Christ. You heard him talk about how we are to be walking in Christ. And you heard about the enemies of Christ that have been swooping in. And so we have this group of believers who started off very well, right? They started off and they're serving God and they're serving Christ and they're, and they're growing in their knowledge of who He is. And now you all of a sudden you have this group of people coming in and they're saying to this group of Gentiles, well, in order for you to truly be saved, you need to be circumcised. You need to be following the law. And Paul would write here in those first couple of verses there that we read, that it's not about the outer circumcision, right? Which, is it, which for the Jews, it was a separation from the world. It was what set them apart as God's people from the world. And that's what Christ does in our heart. We, we read that in our passage that when we accept Christ, it talks about the circumcision of our heart. God's more important about what's going on in my heart than he is on the outward appearance of, of what's going on in my life. Right, and, and we see in the in as we read the passage that those things are outward things. Those things show this, oh look at I'm holy if I keep these things. And that's not what it was about. Paul was really trying to talk about it as he did to the Galatians, and let me grab my notes so that I can accurately get this out to you guys. He says in Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, and I'll, I'll, read, I'll flip over there, because the Galatian church was dealing with the same issue. And he says in verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 1, he says, Christ has liberated us into freedom. Therefore, stand firm and don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. Take note. I, Paul, tell you that if you get circumcised... Christ will not benefit you at all. Again, I testify to every man who gets circumcised that he is obligated to keep the entire law. You who are trying to be justified by the law are alienated from Christ. You have fallen from grace. For by the Spirit we eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness from faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision accomplishes anything. What matters is faith working through love. So Paul there even says, right, that, that it's all about the faith working through love. It's about the heart of the issue. It has nothing to do with the law. The law, it, it makes us a slave. If we're going to follow one, we should follow them all, and we know the Ten Commandments, we break them every day. Right? If, it's simply, if I simply think of lusting, I've lusted. If I simply think of hating my brother, I've murdered. I, there, there is no way that I could accomplish it. But we also know that Christ came and he said, for the law and the prophets rest on these two things. Love your neighbor as yourself and love God with all your heart, right? Upon these two things rest all the law and the prophets. It's about loving. And how can we love if Christ isn't working in our hearts? If Christ hasn't come and regenerated us and and made us new. And so what separates? What can we do as Christians that we can look to that would separate us from the world? That would say, Okay, Josiah has, has proclaimed he's a Christian. What is that one act that we as Christians can do that, that we show outwardly that we are now Christ? Anyone? Baptism? Right? When I, when I, bat, when I get baptized, I am identifying that my old man is dead, right? By going under the water and coming back to new life in Christ. So I'm identifying in an outward appearance of what Christ has done in my heart. Baptism doesn't save us, but it is a great picture to the world that we are separated unto Him. Just as much as circumcision was that for the Jews of showing, hey, as, as they were being separated out from the Gentiles, separated for God and for His ministry, The same too as us as Christians as we get baptized into um, water baptism. And as he says there in Colossians, as I lose my space. um, As he says there in verse 13, I believe. And when you were, uh, verse 12. Having been buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses, this verse is, is amazing. And when you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him and forgave us of some of our transgressions. No, it says of all our transgressions. In the beginning of this chapter, Paul would tell the church in Galatians, or in Galatia, I should say, You are complete in Him. We have assurance as Christians in our faith. We don't need to walk around in this life guessing whether or not I'm saved or not. We tonight can know for 100% sure that if we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we have acknowledged that and we have asked Him into our heart and we are living for Him, then tonight we can leave knowing 100% that we are saved. Never having to doubt that again. And that's what Paul's trying to say. We don't need these rules, regulations, these, these traditions of man to show that we are saved. What happens is, is now it's, a, it's I don't have to, I get to. right? And as I fall more in love with my Lord and Savior, it becomes a, a passion of mine. To have a life that reflects Him. To have a life that is glorifying to Him. And that's what Paul's trying to get at to these people that to, in this church here. It's to stay focused on what God is doing in their life. He says He's erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us. And has taken it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. It was finished. And when he said it was finished, it was finished. He took all of that, the condemnation, the, the, when, we, when I look at the Ten Commandments and I, I feel the weight of the law upon me, that I can never, ever achieve righteousness apart from Christ. That's why Christ died. Because there was absolutely no way that that chasm that was there between me and God would ever be filled without Christ. And Paul's saying, don't go back under the law. Don't go back under the tradition of man and burden yourself with all these things. Live your life with a heart fully for Christ and it will happen. You will get there. He will get you to the end. It's it's Christ's blood. When I stand before God on my last breath, it is the only way that I'm able to stand before God, a holy and righteous God. Nothing that I could ever do could ever achieve that. The week before I came, I, I was, I'm in law enforcement, and I was speaking to a, a friend of mine um, about my kids. I have a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old. And he was telling me that he's not a believer, and he was saying, man, Josiah, your kids are, are so well-behaved, and you've done a great job. And I'm like, hey, thank you. That's awesome. And he goes, but, oh, you guys are definitely going to heaven. And I was like, why? And he goes, well, because you're good. Like, you're beyond good. And I was like, no goodness that I could ever do will ever get me to heaven. And he couldn't grasp that. For him, he's like, well, if you're good, you're going to heaven. If you're bad, you're going to hell. And I said, no, that's not how it goes. I could be as good as the Pope. And if I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I am going to hell. And that is the simple truth. We have people around us who live by rules and regulations and they think that this is what's going to get them saved. And it's not. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Paul is hammering this home to us here. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly. He triumphed over them by him. The cross was the final draw. Right? That was it. The powers that Satan thinks he has, he doesn't. At the point of the cross, it was finished. Christ won the battle. And so Paul goes on to say, verse 16, Therefore, don't let anyone judge you in regard to food and drink or in the matter of festivals or new moons or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is the Messiah. The substance is Jesus. So traditions aren't bad right? Um, There's times I lived in Germany for a while and there was a lot of Christians during Lent time leading up to Easter that would, they would, you know, fast from certain things to focus on Christ. And I'm all for it. I think it's great. Take some time out, take some time to unplug from the world to focus on Christ. These are all great things to do, but that's not the focus, Right, The focus is, why am I doing these things? Well, I'm doing these things maybe to get closer to God or, or these things have been distracting me. My phone's been distracting me, so I'm going to unplug it. I'm going to spend more time in God's Word. It becomes, I want to grow my relationship with God, not because I have to do it. Okay, So the problem comes is when, when these things become those driving forces, it becomes that legalistic idea where I'm like, oh my goodness, you're not unplugging from your phone. You're going to hell, right? Or you're, you're being distracted from all this. This is bad. And, and I start to hammer that down and I begin to bring this judgment upon someone. When, when I am falling in love, again, as I said earlier, when I'm falling in love with Jesus and He begins to get a, a grip of my heart and I, I begin to get closer to Him, begin to look inward and see that those areas of my life that I need to cut away, and it's not a have to, it's a, I get to. I get to please my Lord and Savior. I get to walk more like Him. I get to, to resemble Him more. And so Paul is trying to tell them, hey, concentrate on this. Focus on this. He says he doesn't hold on to the head. So he's talking about these, these other group that's come in. This ascetic kind of idea is, is almost like monks. And and these these Eastern religions that would starve themselves to you know get into that level of spirituality to get closer to the gods and to to become one and uh, they had a lot of things happening even within the the Christian realm at those times where they were beating themselves and and secluding themselves away to into mosques and whatever to, to get closer to God. And they were like, if you're not doing this, then, then you're not really religious. You're not really Christian. You're not really going to heaven. And that's not what it's about. Again, it's a heart issue. God wants our hearts. And there's freedom in that, isn't there? I don't know about you, but I find freedom in the knowledge that, that Christ. Allows me to get to choose to walk with him and to learn about him and to, to find out those things in my life and let him cut those away and remove them for good. And it's not a, a list of do's and don'ts that I want to break, but it's, a, it's a, a list of things that I'm like, man, I get to glorify God in this life. He says, if you died with Christ in the elemental forces of this world, why do you live as if you still belong to the world, right? If if I am if I had said, okay, I am dead to the old man. Why do I keep going back to these rules and regulations, and where I'm still trying to say, well, I've got to do these things, I've got to accomplish all these things, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, and I don't resemble a life of freedom in Christ. I resemble a life of bondage and in slavery. And that's what Christ has freed me from the grace and the, and the freedom of, of knowing God as my Lord and savior and, and being removed from these things. So he tells them don't handle, don't taste, don't touch, right? You're going to go back to these regulations. He's like all these things. It's not, it's not what goes in the mouth, right? But what comes out of the mouth that's evil. I mean, you, you eat a steak you dispose of it, right? Your body gets rid of it. I mean, he's trying to say to them it's it's not about, you know, these these things if you don't want to eat meat, don't eat meat. If you don't want to be on your phone for a, the next month, don't be on your phone. It's not bad to follow the traditions that we have within the churches that we have, right? These things are great. They're 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 awesome. But if I can bring home one point tonight is please do not lose the purpose of that. And the purpose is for you and I to get closer to Christ. He's the reason we do it. He's the reason I wake up and I worship him. He's the reason I wake up and I share about how glorious and how majestic, majestic he is and how wonderful he is. And how he saved me from a life of just sin and death. He's the one that has given us this beautiful world to experience. He's the substance. He's the reason. So it's not about rules and regulations. It's not about going back under the the heavy hand of the law. It's about loving God and loving others. It's about living a life that's going to reflect that. Right? Because... Anything else is, is for me to say, oh, well, I do this, so now I, by, by this I get holy. You need to do this to be holy. It's not what it's about. So if there's people in your life and they're, and they're bringing you back under the law, they're condemning you for what you're doing, like what, you're going to church on the beach? Absolutely. Why? Because the substance is Christ, right? We're, we're coming to meet Christ here tonight. We're coming, you know, we're walking into our churches to accept Christ. We're worshiping, not because we have great voices or we're of these talents, but we're worshiping because of Christ. And I, I really find that Paul here at the end of this, he's going to continue to go on and talk about it in chapter three, more ways where we can, where we can do this. It's all about in him, right? Again, you're complete in Jesus, so tonight, remember that. You're complete in Jesus, and it's all about Him. He's the substance of your heart. He's the substance of why you do anything. So if you, if you take a month and you say, I'm, I'm not going to be on my phone, it's because you want to get closer to Christ. There's no other reason. Right? You want to fast from something? It's for no other reason but to get closer to Christ. He's your substance, and He's why you do it. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You that You... Are the center of our life and that's not about rules and regulations but it's about a relationship with you and you want to walk with us in the coolness of the day and you want to know our innermost fears and our doubts and you want to help us in those and you want to transform lives and you want to give people freedom from a life of sin to a life of righteousness and the knowledge that they one day will be in heaven. God, I pray for anyone here tonight that doesn't know you personally, Lord. That they would come to the saving knowledge of who you are. That they would be set free from a a life that is headed towards hell into a life that's going to heaven. A life free from regulations to a life of grace and mercy. Would you fall upon us this evening, Lord? We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.